Amen. I, I'm praying today for all those. Seem like I just kept getting call after call and so many sicknesses. I heard the the director of the children's hospitals uh, the other day. He said their hospitals are overran all across the country. Every hospital, the children's and the adults' hospitals are all full of sick people. And he said what has happened is everybody hid for a year and a half and their immune system declined so much that when a real virus came, it swept over our country. And when I heard that man say that, I thought, you know what? We're just going to have church. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. I think the best policy is just to trust God. Amen. I, I would rather be obedient to God and put myself in harm's risk than to be disobedient and get in trouble with God. Amen. Praise the Lord. That's just, that's just how I feel because I, I've read this Bible about 20 times. Amen. And I figured out God takes care of his regular customers. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. So just a warning when it's COVID 2.0 or unknown 2.0, whatever comes next, whatever the government lets out of their bottle. Amen. I'm going to be in God's house preaching. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Say, man, that's just crazy. I don't think it's crazy. I think God's people were in Israel or in Egypt the same time the plagues were falling on Egypt. They were at the same place. Same nation. God knows how to divide and separate and protect. And, and I'm just going to trust him. Praise God. <laughs> so our prayers are for all those that are sick. Some in the hospital. Brother Borner, he seemed like he's doing a lot better. And there's different ones. Sick, Sister Mona, Sister Betty, Sister Monks, and... I get started, I'm going to get in trouble with the Griggs and everybody. Everybody that ain't here. <laughs> Amen. There's a bunch of people that need God to touch them. Amen. Praise God. So good to have Kyle Buchanan here. God bless you. Thank you for being here. Amen. Acts, the 10th chapter in the first verse. There was a certain man in Caesarea called Cornelius, a centurion of the band called the Italian band. He was a devout man and one that feared God with all his house, which gave much alms to the people and prayed to God always. He saw in a vision evidently about the ninth hour of the day an angel of God coming into him and saying unto him, Cornelius. And when he looked on him, he was afraid and said, What is it, Lord? And he said unto him, the, Thy prayers, everybody say thy prayers, and thine alms are come up for a memorial before God. They came up as a memorial. They were something that grew in front of God. It was something physical that came up right in front of the face of God. Amen. And I want to preach for just a little while from this title, Getting God's Attention. Getting God's Attention. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Set your Bibles down. Lift your hands to the Lord. 
Why don't you earnestly pray right now? God, help me. Strengthen me. Show me, God, what to do. God, I want your attention every day. I want you to help me, God. Hallelujah, we love you, Jesus. Come on, lift your voice for one more moment. For one more moment. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you for standing. You can be seated. Amen. I want to preach. Amen. Getting. Everybody say getting. God's attention. Amen. That was like three people said God's attention. Amen. Everybody say getting God's attention. Amen. We are humanity and a lot of times we think if we can get somebody's attention, the right person's attention, we'll get help. But I'm going to tell you, 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 you don't need man's attention don't, don't, don't waste your life trying to get somebody to recognize you. Don't go out of your way trying to impress people that don't even probably like you. You don't need man to do anything for you. You don't need man to open a door for you. Man, don't control your destiny. Man, don't control your, your health. Man, don't control your future. Amen. You need to work and spend your whole life getting God's attention. Well, I said you need to spend your time getting God's attention. And if you get God's attention, you'll end up getting what you need in your life. Hallelujah. Clap your hands to the Lord. We love you, Jesus. There's an old saying that the squeaky wheel gets the grease. You ever heard the squeaky wheel gets the grease? Let me tell you the truth about it is that all four of them bearings have the same amount of revolutions that one squeaking's got, which means they all probably need some grease. Amen. I'm going to preach to some people. You may have some problems in your life. But everybody else is living the same life you are. You may think, you know, you're doing all right. Well, hallelujah. You may think you're doing better than your neighbor, and maybe you are, and praise God if you are. But let me just go ahead and tell you right off the front, you need God's attention too. He may have worked out something miraculous for you last week and you may be on cloud nine. But you still need God's attention on this Sunday morning. Without God, you can't breathe the next breath. Without God, your heart would stop beating right now. Hey, we all need God's mercy. It ain't a time to get lifted up and puffed up and I got it all together and I know it all. No, this is what I know. I need God. I need God. Hallelujah. Let's love him right now. 
Amen. And so I want to preach a little while today about getting God's attention. Amen. We need him to help us. We need him to lead us. We need him to direct us, to instruct us. In a world that doesn't want to be instructed about anything, we need God to instruct us. Amen. We need God to order our footsteps. In a world that says there ain't even a God, we still need God. Amen. To show us where to go next and what to do next and how to handle every situation. We need God to help us raise our children. In a world that wants to turn them into wackos, we need God's wisdom to help raise the next generation of the church. Hallelujah. Amen. So I just want to preach about a few people in the Bible who got God's attention. Amen. It was different reasons that they wanted God's attention. It was different seasons in their lives. It was different scenarios. Amen. But the things that they did got God's attention. Amen. And I believe this Bible with all my heart. And I believe that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. He'll be exactly the same. Amen. I believe if there was things that they did in that Bible that got God to turn around. Oh, I'm going to preach it. I'm going to preach faith to this church. I believe that the things in the Bible that moved God, I believe it'll move him right now. I said the things that moved him back then will move him right now. Hey, I I wonder if there's anybody in here that really, really, really wants God's attention in your life. Luke, the 18th chapter in the first verse. And he spake a parable unto them to this end, that men ought always to pray and not to faint, saying there was in a city a judge which feared not God, neither regarded man. And there was a widow in that city, and she came unto him, saying, Avenge me of mine adversary. And he would not for a while. But afterward he said within himself, Though I fear not God, nor regard man, yet because this widow troubleth me, I will avenge her, or I will give her what she needs, lest by her continual coming she weary me. What he's saying is, because she's about to wear me out. See, I had never read the Bible before I got the Holy Ghost. But I was sitting in a hotel room in Oklahoma, and this is what I said. God, if you don't give me the Holy Ghost, I'm going to wear you out. You know what? I was speaking his love language is what I was speaking. I didn't even know it. But I said, God, if you don't give it to me today, tomorrow I'll be right back in your face saying, Lord, give it to me. Uh, You might as well just... Man, it didn't take no time. I just got back home that weekend and God filled me with the Holy Ghost. Amen. I think I wore him out. I didn't wear him out. I got his attention. I said I got his attention. There's some people in this church, you need to learn how to get God's attention. 
It ain't sitting there with cross hands pounding, cry baby spirit, uh, but it's a spirit. God, I'm not going to be denied. Uh, I'm not going to... I'm going to pray until you open the windows of heaven. I'm going to pray until my healing. How about this? I'm going to pray until my family walks through that door and they come to this altar and fill with the Holy Ghost. Well, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. This is what the Lord said. He said, and the Lord said, hear what the unjust judge saith. And shall not God avenge or give to his own elect what they need, which cry day and night unto him, though he bear long with us. I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on the earth. What well, they saying? Nevertheless, when I come back again, will they have the determination? Will they already have given up on their prayer? Boy, I feel Jesus in this place. Boy, I wish I could hit that note because I'd be saying, "Here, now." If somebody would make up their mind. I'm not going to be in depression anymore. I'm not going to live in fear anymore. From this point forward, I'm going to be a new creature. Come on, all you got to do is get a made up mind. I said all you got to do is get a made up mind. All you got to do is get determined. I'm going to get my answer. amazing thing is he tells the end of the parable before he tells the parable because he says the first words out of his mouth was to this end I'm going to tell you a parable but he goes ahead and gives you the point the moral of the story before he gives you the story to this end men ought always to pray and not to faint Before he ever tells the story about the unjust judge, he says, this is the end of the deal. You ought to just pray. Don't faint. I just can't go another day. Oh, yeah, you can always go a little further than you think you can. I said, you can always go a little further than you think. Get that out of your mouth. Don't say that again. Wake up and say, I'm going forward. If it takes me down, I'm going forward. If it's the last thing I do, I'm going to see this come to pass. Well, praise God. Hallelujah. And he wants to know. When I come back, when I come, he's saying when the rapture happens, I wonder if there'll still be faith on the earth. Hallelujah. Praise God. Well, I'm going to break it down to you. Faith cometh by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. 
you got to come to church to hear the word of God. Amen. Let, let me preach to Pentecost everywhere right now. You can't cut out all your services and have a church full of faith. You can't get rid of your Sunday night and your midweek go house to house and have little parties and think you're going to have a church full of faith. Faith cometh by hearing. Faith cometh when the pastor stands up and begins to say, hey, we're in this world, but we're not of this world. Faith cometh when the pastor tells the congregation, we're above. You hear me? We're above. We're not beneath. And it begins to lodge in your mind. We are above. That is what it says. By his stripes, we were healed at Calvary. I may not feel good today. I may not have received the healing that I want, but I'm telling you what this word says. I was healed at Calvary by his stripes. Somebody ought to just say, God, go ahead and apply it to me. I, I feel like somebody's going to get a healing in this house before we leave today. You walked in sick, you're going to walk out healed. You walked in hurting, you're going to walk out feeling fine. All you got to do is get his attention. All you have to do is get God's attention. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Tell you about a principle called importunity. Importunity means per- perseverance. Perseverance up to the point of almost annoying. Uh, praise God. Praise God. I, I, maybe I'm different than some. And I know I'm different than a lot some people. I shouldn't say maybe. But I, I've always like been in some kind of sales or something. And, uh, and, I, and I've went through classes and went through books and seminars. I even went and seen Jim Rome one time in Texas. Praise God. And uh, anyway, th- this is what I was always taught. He's, they said, just do the math. And if it takes 10 phone calls to, to get a sale, then you've got to have nine no's before you can get a Yes. And I just got started thinking. I started thanking God for the nose. Because I knew I had to get to 10 before it's going to happen. Praise the Lord. So in my mind, the more nose I got, the closer I was to an answer. So when I got the Holy Ghost and I started reading those promises, 
It was like, wow. This is going to be easy. God sent revival. If it don't happen today, you ain't hurt my feelings. I know how this deal works. I'm going to ask again tomorrow. Some people... Hey, I'm going to go against your theology. I'm going to go against what I've heard preachers preach. They say, well, you just need to ask one time and let it go. Well, that ain't what this Bible says. That ain't what this Bible teaches. That sounds like laziness to me. Amen. This Bible says when the neighbor goes and knocks on the door and says, hey, I got company uh, and I need three loaves of bread. And the man says, hey, I'm already in bed. I can't get up. The man in bed goes ahead and says, you know what? I might as well get up because I know my neighbor. He's going to sit there and he's going to knock on the door till it's daylight. And if I'm going to get any rest, I'm trying to get something in your spirit right now huh? that if God ain't gave it to you yet, uh, You got one more service. I'm knocking on the door. I need this healing. I need this miracle. I need my babies in church. Come on, somebody worship God right now. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. That woman from an unjust judge, from an unrighteous judge, She ended up with a a righteous miracle. (laughs) From an unrighteous man, the parable tells us she got a a righteous answer. How much more? Hallelujah. How much more would God give to his own people? Come on, I'm reasoning with you right now. He, he told us a parable that if you knocked on, let's just say Judge Ohm, that's my friend. If you kept calling him, Judge Ohm, I need mercy. I need, and you kept on wearing him out. Maybe if you hadn't been there 10 times. He's, he's going to throw the book at you. But you, he just needed an answer. Amen. Somebody that works downtown eventually. They're going to say, my goodness. This is what God's teaching us. And he said, how much more would he be moved? By people that just keep on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Luke, the 19th chapter. Jesus entered and passed through Jericho, and behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus. This is when I was growing up, they called him Zacchaeus. Now, intelligent people call him Zacchaeus. If it's all right, I'm just going to call him Zacchaeus. I don't like changing people's names. He was the chief among the Republicans. No. (laughs) 
Amen. Just make sure y'all are listening. He was the chief IRS agent, which made him a sinner, my Lord. He was rich, and he worked for the government. Can you imagine that? I think he might have been doing a little bit crooked. But he sought to see Jesus, who he was. Praise God. And could not because there were so many people there. Because he was a little short man. And he ran before and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him. For he was to pass that way. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and saw him and said unto him, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down. For today I must abide at thy house. And he made haste and came down and received him joyfully. Zacchaeus got God's attention. Well, I said he got God's attention and he got what he wanted. Was it because he was tall? No. Was it because he was a publican? No. Let me tell you how he got God's attention. The Bible says he sought after him. He sought to see him. Let me tell you what, he desired to see Jesus. It may get quiet for maybe, I don't know. Can I say it like this? Zacchaeus had a hunger to meet the Lord. Zacchaeus had a thirst to see who Jesus was. Let me tell you who's going to find Jesus. Boy, I feel the Holy Ghost all around me. Let me tell you who's going to see Jesus today. It's going to be the ones that are hungry for a touch of God. Let me tell you a little secret. God's not looking at the outward thing that you're doing. If it contradicts what's going on on the inside. Which means a lot of people may clap their hands. May raise their hands. and Just going through the motion. But down deep inside they're saying the crock pot's on and I can't wait till he's finished preaching. But there's some people that say, God, I need to hear your voice today. I come in here hungry uh, for a word from God. God, I need you to help me today. Uh, I'm seeking after you, Lord. Uh, I know there's a lot of people in here, uh, and I don't know what to do, and I don't know how to act. Uh, I want to see you, Lord. The Bible said, Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. I'm tell you who's going to get what they come for. It's the hungry ones. Yeah. 
Don't mark my word. Mark these words. You hear me? Don't believe it because I repeated it. Believe it because it's written down. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after the things of God. Because I'm going to work my way around until I find them. And when I find them, I'm going to take them. Zacchaeus, I'm going to your house today. Talking about getting God's attention. Amen. Getting God's attention. Hallelujah. Praise God. What a shame to sit on pews for years and never get a touch of God. How awful that would be. I could just about tell you who it's going to be. Not by name, but by action. By, by what I discern in the spirit. God, I want to be one that's got my radar up, my antennas up, reaching. If there's an ounce of Holy Ghost... This, this is what Brother Borner always said. He, he told me if there's one ounce of Holy Ghost in that room, I want to find it. If there's one drop of the Spirit of God in that whole room, uh, I'm going to reach until I find it. Uh, hey, you need to get your reachers out. Mark the fifth chapter. There was a certain woman which had an issue of blood 12 years and had suffered many things of many physicians and had spent all that she had and was nothing better but rather grew worse. And when she had heard of Jesus came in the press behind and touched his garment. For she said... If I may touch but his clothes, I shall be made whole. Where did she get that from? Where did she get that from? It's an Old Testament prophecy. It said the son. He would rise with healing in his wings. The wings was the little tassels of their garments, that the fringes that they tied on to their garments. No doubt she had read the law. She had to read the law in the Old Testament every seven years, and no doubt she knew it. When the Messiah comes, he's going to come with healing in his wings. They called it the wings, the, the fringes. And she began to connect the dots. This Jesus is that healer. Oh, I feel God in this place. Ain't it beautiful when people begin to connect the dots to, to get their miracle? If I can just touch the hem of his garment, I'm going to be made whole. Straightway, the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. 
And Jesus immediately knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him, turned him about in the press and said, who touched my clothes? I'm telling you what she did got God's attention. And his disciples said unto him, You see the multitude thronging thee, and sayest thou, or why are you asking who touched me? I, we can't figure this out. And he looked around about to see her that had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what was done in her, came and fell down before him and told him all the truth. And he said unto her, Daughter, thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace. Behold thy faith. Telling you, on that day, on that day, on that day, at that moment, if she don't get God's attention, she goes home out of money, incurable disease, but she got his attention. Faith cometh by hearing. I'm going to preach it till I die. I'm going to preach it till somebody gets it. I'm going to preach it till there's not a sickness in this church. Amen. What are you? I'm telling you, God walked through communities and the Bible said he healed everyone. And he said, you shall do greater than these. We're, we're not talking about something unbelievable. We're not talking about something extraordinary. God can do it. It was desperation. Everybody say it was desperation. It was desperation that propelled her faith to just try and see. Praise God. Hallelujah. Desperation and faith pushed her to the point to just think, you know what? What would it hurt to just try? I'm preaching to somebody that ain't never received the Holy Ghost. You've never spoken tongues as the Spirit of God gave the utterance. Hey, I come to preach to you. What would it hurt? <laughs> well, I don't know if I believe. Well, if you got 30 minutes, I can make you believe it. If you believe that brown book. <laughs> what would it hurt to just try? without desperation she leaves the same way she came and I believe there's a whole lot of miracles that never happen because people never get desperate they just live with it live with a mess live with a sickness live with this live with that blah 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 live with no promises because they never get desperate enough. Praise God. Is this all right? Y'all know what I'm preaching about? I'm preaching about getting God's attention. And if you'll get God's attention, everything in your world will change. 
Well, I'm just going to preach until y'all believe it. And I got many pages. I got more pages than you got time. Praise God. Amen. Amen. A few frowns, a few smiles. Mark the 10th chapter. I love the Bible. They came to Jericho, and as he went out of Jericho with his disciples, and a great number of people, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the highway side begging. Let me tell you, in the Bible, the beggars were beggars because they couldn't work. They had a disability. They, their legs wouldn't move, their arms wouldn't move, they couldn't see. It wasn't because they were lazy and had a cardboard sign. If you want to give to somebody, give to some blind. Well, that went over like a something. And when he, talking about blind Bartimaeus, heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And many charged him, or many got in his face and started telling him that he should hold his peace or that he should be quiet. But when they told him that, the Bible says, but he cried the more a great deal. Thou son of David, have mercy on me. God responds to faith. God responds to desperation. God responds to volume. God responds to people who don't care what everybody else thinks. Hallelujah. And when it got loud enough, Jesus stood still. You know what happened when he got loud enough? He got God's attention. And commanded him to be called. And they called the blind man saying unto him, Be of good comfort, rise, he calleth thee. And he, casting away his garment, rose and came to Jesus. None of this happens if he don't get his attention first. This is all the point I'm trying to get across. All through this Bible, every miracle. Come on, church. His disciples were in a storm on a ship. His disciples. And Jesus come walking on the water and the Bible said, and he would have passed them by. Well, I'm called a God. He knows. His disciples were called of God too. And he would have passed them by. 
Don't get so self-righteous that you can't become as a little child and say, God, I need you today. Well, I've had the Holy Ghost 54 years. Who cares? He'll go right by you if you don't. You got to get his attention. Jesus answered and said unto him, What will thou that I should do unto thee? Amen. Jesus who knows everything. Jesus whose eyes was open. Looking at a blind man. Said, what do you want me to do? Praise God. Well, God knows what I need. Exactly, he knows what you need. He's going to make you confess what you need. You... You know what pride wants to do? It wants to lock your mouth up. Hey. I was praying for somebody one night. If this is you, don't take this personal. I'm preaching and teaching right now. After I prayed for them, they, they come to me and said, I apologize for saying that stuff. I, I, didn't, I didn't mean for that to come out of my mouth. I said, don't ever say that. When you start praying... It ain't going to happen if you don't let it out of your mouth. And I got to hurry up. Hallelujah. What wilt thou that I should do unto thee? The blind man said unto him, Lord, that I might receive my sight. And Jesus said unto him, go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. Do you know how his faith operated? You know how his faith operated? It was through his mouth. You know how the woman with the issue of blood, how hers happened? How her faith operated? The theologians say the crowd was so big that she was literally on her hands and knees crawling through people's legs trying to (laughs) you know how the woman got her miracle going to the unjust judge she kept going to that same door Avenge me. Boy, I feel like preaching. I'm telling you something, church. When God deals with you about something, don't you hold back. I heard people say, man, I just felt God telling me to jump up and holler or clap my hands or something. But I didn't want to be out of order. Let me tell you something. I, I'm plenty big enough boy that if you get out of order, I can get it back in order. I, 
Don't you worry about, ever worry about that. Amen. You, we need to get out of God's way sometime and just let him shake the house. But let, but let me just tell you this. The devil ain't ever told anybody to praise God. The devil ain't ever told anybody you ought to run the aisles calling Jesus. You, you ought to know by the context of the conversation who's talking to you. Give me five more minutes. Five more minutes. Praise God. Hey Amen. I'm talking about, you remember what I'm preaching about? Put the title up there one more time so they know what I'm preaching about. Praise God. Praise God. Getting the computer's attention. Getting God's attention. Praise God. Getting God's attention. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. All these stories that I've, I've talked about are people that knew what they needed. Amen. One of them knew she had a sickness. The other knew he was blind. The woman knew court was going to be messed up if she didn't get avenged. All, all these people knew what they needed. But God began to deal with me about a man named Cornelius. Praise God. He was just a good man. He was a good man with a good life. Good wife, good career, good job. He was a centurion of the Italian band, which means he was over about a thousand men. Probably getting a pretty good sized paycheck every Friday. Lived in a nice house. Had a nice mule. A nice chariot with dual exhaust. <laughs> I mean, he was just... He didn't even know he needed anything. Praise God. And he was just praying every day. He was a prayer warrior. And he was a giver. Oh, I might get quiet for a minute. That's why I'm only going to preach a few more minutes. So. He didn't even know he needed anything. Praise God. But he was just giving and praying. Giving and praying. Two things the flesh don't want to do. Give and pray. The two things the flesh, it don't matter if you're young, old, single, married, English, Spanish. It don't want to give and it don't want to pray. People say, don't mess with my money. Don't mess with my time. But Cornelius was a devout man that feared God. And he just kept on praying. And he kept on giving. And an angel appeared unto him and said, you need to call a man named Simon Peter. Why do I need to call him? Am I missing something? <laughs> Boy, I feel like preaching. <laughs> his giving and his prayer life come up as a memorial before God. 
and not even knowing that something was lacking in his life, God began to connect the dots. Give Simon Peter a dream over here. All the unclean animals, don't call anything unclean that I've called clean. We're changing it all from here on out, Simon Peter. God's working over here. God's working over here, putting the dots together. Simon Peter don't have a clue why. Why, why. What happened? He got God's attention. Cornelius the Gentile. Let me tell you, you ain't got to be on rock bottom to get the Holy Ghost. You don't have to be divorced and broke and on your way to prison to get the Holy Ghost. You can just have some common sense uh, and fear the Lord and pray. Hey, let me, let me. Don't say, well, I just, I need to find somebody really down in the bottom of the barrel because I feel like witnessing today. Why don't you just witness to whoever's in front of you? There may be a lot of people been praying, not even knowing what's missing in their life. Simon Peter don't know what's going on. Cornelius don't know what's going on. All that's happened is his prayer and his giving has got God's attention. Come up as a memorial. You know what those things in the graveyard are? Memorials. They're markers. He said, your prayer and your giving. Well, I'll give, but I ain't got time to pray. Or I pray, but I'm on a fixed income. Or I don't have. Well, you may not get God's attention. I'm telling you how they did it. It come up as a memorial. God starts connecting the dots. <laughs> Cornelius, he's hooked up. He's got every, he thinks he's got everything he needs. But God knows you need something more. You need the Holy Ghost. <laughs> There's people in this world. Boy, I feel Jesus right now. There's people on your job, driving up down the road in your neighborhood. They don't even know they need the Holy Ghost. Amen. Woo. But if they start praying, and they get rid of their greedy spirit, I'm telling you, there's people out in the world that are much bigger philanthropist. How y'all like that? Much bigger givers. Much bigger hearts. And when them givers out there start praying and they start fearing the Lord, they're going to be just like Cornelius. And God's going to put somebody in their pathway Somebody in their pathway. What, what a meeting. What, what an amazing meeting. Simon Peter walks in, and I'm almost done. I'll give you back 15 minutes tonight, I promise. I don't promise. I'll promise I'll try. Simon Peter walks in. Cornelius walks in. Simon Peter says, why do you want me here? Cornelius says, I don't know, the angel said to tell you to come here. This was the first blind date. They didn't know what was going on. 
and still don't know what's missing. It begins to click on Simon Peter's mind. Oh, these are the Gentiles. These are those animals that was in that dream. I see. This is where that scripture came from. I see that God is no respecter of persons. Starting to dawn on me that God wants to give y'all the Holy Ghost. But wouldn't it be something if you got that revelation that it ain't your for no more. That everybody out there, God wants to fill them with the Spirit of God too. God wants to use your mouth in your witness uh, to bring other people to the house of God. That's all I'm preaching about. It's getting God's attention. And when Cornelius got God's attention, God just, boy, he went through a lot of trouble, really, to do all that stuff, to bring a preacher to his house. I wonder why the angel that already knew what he needed to do didn't just tell him. Well, it got quiet all of a sudden. He said, go find the preacher. And he's going to tell you what to do. (laughs) Well, all right, praise God. He got God's attention. And he walked out. He got the Holy Ghost and his whole family. And he didn't even know he needed it. Praise God. 30 more seconds and I'm done. Listen to this life. Think about there's things that you need in your life that you don't even know that you need right now. But think about if you live this life. I'm going to be a giver and I'm going to pray every day of my life. And instead of you trying to figure out what you need, God starts connecting things. Really, 30 more seconds. Amen. We, had, we started a little church in the basement of a house. Some of y'all was there. Some of you wasn't. Man, we needed singers. We needed bass player. We needed drummers. We needed keyboard. We needed, we needed everything. We needed ushers. Our sound man, he would set the sound, then he'd run up to the bass, and then he'd take up the offering, I think, and run back to play the bass. And I was praying one day, and I'm really almost done. Why don't you stand to build your faith? Just to build your faith. Praise God. And we get up to like 30 people, and it went down to like 20 people. And I was praying, God, I didn't come here to pastor 20 people. I come here to save all 35,000 in this city. And uh, I was bringing this little boy named Jeremy. And all he came, the only reason he came to church is so I'd buy him a cheeseburger on the way home. And I was bringing my coffee drinker that's still over there next door right now. I was bringing him. And I'd go to his house and he'd say, well, I'm, I don't feel good. After I already drove all the way over there. 
And I got mad and said, I ain't bringing Jeremy. I'm tired of going over there. I'm tired of going picking Mr. Coffee up. <laughs> Praise God. I said, I ain't doing it no more. I got under the pew. I was praying. God, I want revival. The Lord spoke to me just like I'm talking to you. He said, if you'll bring the ones that can't come, I'll bring the ones that can come. I'll tell you what I did. I jumped up. I grabbed my phone. I called Jeremy's mom. They moved to Florida. Real nice people. I pray that I connected them with the church I pray they're in. But he lived in them apartments right beside Walmart Neighborhood Market. And then Clifford was back behind there somewhere. I called Jeremy's mom. I said, you tell Jeremy to be ready for church. He's going to church. I called Clifford's mom. At that time, she was alive. I said, you tell Clifford to get ready for church. He's coming sick, well. It don't matter. I'll buy all the coffee he can drink. And I went and picked him up. Went and picked him up. And I apologize. This is the longest 30 seconds of your life. But to God, one year is a, a day is as a thousand years. I went and picked him up and I come back. I was coming around the corner at Westinghouse. And I looked. And there was people in the front of the building, like upstairs, y'all that know, they were trying to figure out how do you get in this place? They was around, there was some on the side, some in the front. And I walked in and that's the day Sister Alicia was knocking on the door saying, can I go to church here? She's she's alright. <laughs> her mama came, her whole family came. Philip, he, you know, he's a little slower to make decisions than his mom. Maybe a little lower IQ, maybe. No, no maybe higher IQ. It's trouble. Couldn't figure it out. Couldn't hear the voice of God real well. Sister Betty came. She'd play songs. I'm telling you. And one day, we went from a little, I think other people came. I don't remember. On that day, we went from a little home missions church with really no music or nothing to we sounded, we sounded like a big church. And God is just like, when I got my heart right, and God just started bringing people. You know what? I think. When I heard his voice and I went and jumped in the car and took off, I think I got his attention. I think I got his attention that day that I'm going to love people. Hey, when you quit, and a man told me, you need to just quit getting average people. You need to, get, you need to start trying to reach some rich people. This is what a man with a preaching license told me. You need to get some educated people and some, you know, people that are, you know, highfalutin people. I knew what God said to me under that pew. I said, I'm going to get whoever will walk through that door. You know what? We start loving people.
When we start loving people, whether they speak your language or not, whether their skin's your color, whether they come from the same side of the tracks you came from, whether they smart, not smart, college, no college, long bus, short bus, just love people. Love people. Love people. You know what God will do? It's what I feel in my spirit to tell this church. When we become a, a loving church, it's going to get God's attention. And your son that you want to be in church so bad, or your husband that you want to get the Holy Ghost so bad, if you'll just love people, You'll get God's attention. He'll give you everything you could ever imagine. Come on, let's love Jesus. Lift your hands to the Lord. Right where you're at, we're going to pray for just a minute. Hallelujah, we thank you, Jesus. You've been so wonderful. You've been so good to us, God. Hallelujah. Come on, right where you're at, just pray for a few moments. more time sing it as a prayer to the Lord wonder if there's people in this church that tonight you could bring somebody to church that couldn't get here by themselves. Sister Shri, I honor you for going and picking up your nephews and nieces on Sundays and your mother going back the opposite way 15 minutes, 20 minutes, coming back. Don't ever think God don't see every time you do that. Man, I, I just want to give somebody a challenge. Everybody probably knows some child or older person or somebody can't come by themselves. Praise God. It sure is quiet. Praise God. 
do it and see what God will do. Praise God. So don't ever, y'all don't ever get mad at my coffee drinker. I'll never, as long as I'm alive, as long as he's alive, I'm alive. We're going to be making coffee for somebody. Because I know the blessing. I'm telling you, there's somebody, you, there's probably a blessing in your life. It would blow your mind. If you just took a little bit of trouble, a little, went and grabbed a nephew or a niece or a cousin or a neighbor or grandparent or something. Said, come to church. Because God's trying to figure out, how am I going to get them full of the Holy Ghost? What's the avenue? How am I going to use it? I'm done. I love you. Prayer tonight at 5.30. Amen. If you haven't signed up for the Monday night thing, if you want to bring a sweet pie, eating pie, chicken butt pie, meatloaf pie, sign up, whatever. Tomorrow night, God bless you. Prayer tonight at 5.30.